0: This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl.
1: Spin, turn the spinning wheel. Make me some of your magic thread. Spin
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, Episode 29, Cranky Air Travel People. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. On today's episode, we have some travel stories, some crafting updates, a podcast promo, and a little cookie craziness. Let's start this off by welcoming back all of our returning listeners and saying hello to those of you who are just trying us out for the first time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for stopping over and listening to the episode. I also want to send out some special thanks to all of you who have sent me little messages or notes or emails over the past couple weeks. I really appreciate it. And it's totally been a blast to communicate with everybody during the time that I took my little break from podcasting. I also want to send out a very special thanks to Extreme Spinning over there on Ravelry who contacted me and offered to sponsor the month of November. She has offered up a Fiber Artist paint box from Spindies, and I should have more details about that next episode and have some of that fibery goodness in my hands to tell you all about. That's really all I've got going on in updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin-A-Tale... I have little stories about my travels. As you may know, I did not record an episode last week because I had to go out of town for business. It was just a quick turn, like one night trip, but really that was like all of the time that I spend editing and recording the podcast was pretty much taken away by this little trip that I had to take. So I went to Dover, Delaware for business and this trip started out stranger than any other trip I have ever taken. Everything was seemingly normal. I got up at the butt crack of dawn, got in my car, drove 45 minutes to the airport, and arrived in plenty of time to do everything, you know, very, very smoothly. Checked my luggage, made it to the gate in time, got a nice cup of coffee to start the day, and everything seemed like it was gonna be smooth sailing and totally normal. Well, in these days, you can expect that quite a few people in an airport will be cranky. You know, everyone looked completely miserable in the line to get through security. I had plenty of time, so I wasn't worried about it. You know, I wore kickoff shoes and didn't carry anything strange in my bags. Made it through so easily with my double-pointed needles and the mitten that I was working on. All that went so easy for me, even though I was surrounded by people who were extremely tired and did not want to stand in line. But all, that's normal. We can totally expect that these days. But then I boarded my aircraft and I sat next to someone who was completely pissed at me for knitting. I know, right? That was totally unexpected. I did not expect someone to be angry with me for knitting on the flight. Okay, he wasn't really angry with me. He was angry with the fact that I had DPNs in my hand and got them through security with no question. Literally, he said, oh my God, you're kidding me. They let you through security with those? I'm like, yes? Sorry? So he proceeded to spend about 25 minutes of our hour and 15 minute flight complaining to me about all of the stuff that he has not been able to take through security. I have no idea what this guy does for a living, but he's some sort of specialized contractor. He talked about how... Companies now market tools and things that break down into smaller pieces so folks can carry them in their carry on luggage, like screwdrivers and hammers and all sorts of things. He has like specialty gauges for whatever kind of work that he does, like I'm assuming to measure electric current based on his description. And he said that this time going through the airport, he got pulled out of line because his gauge had like metal tips on the end of the wires and security wanted to understand this product that he had in his bag. So apparently, somehow that was my fault, because I got my knitting needles, they were metal DPNs, I'll give him that, through security with no question. And he was just really angry about the whole thing, and I felt horrible. I didn't stop knitting, of course. I continued to knit on the mittens the entire trip, and even though he totally got everything off his chest even at the end of the flight, he was still not happy with the whole security knitting situation. Apparently, I don't know, maybe he's going to file a complaint with TSA or something, but like we're beginning to descend into Philadelphia, which is the airport I landed in. And he looks over at me and he says, I suppose you have scissors in that bag too, don't you? And I'm like, well, yeah. Ugh! it was hilarious. I just couldn't believe that this guy was so mad at me just for knitting. I don't make the rules. I mean, I went so far as when I dropped my check luggage off at the TSA security stop that I asked them, I said, hey, I've got knitting needles in my bag. I'm not going to have a hard time getting these through security, right? And the gentleman said, no, you'll be fine. So, you know, I at least took that step where if they would have given me a hard time, I could have put them in my check baggage. I don't know. It was just hilarious that this guy got so pissed at me for this. So it was a very strange way to start off my travels and... I can at least say that was the weirdest part of the entire trip. So cranky air travel people can really make a knitter's travels very interesting. And that's all I've got this week in Spin a tale. And now it's time for spinning my wheels. The travel put a little interruption in some of my crafting, but I actually got quite a bit done in knitting. So I've had kind of a hard time focusing on the garter that I'm knitting for my future sister-in-law. She's kind of turning into a bridezilla and, and I'm not related to her at all yet. So I don't know. I'm trying not to knit angry feelings into the garter. So I've kind of set that aside. I have a couple weeks to get it done, so we'll be okay. I'm actually not sure how I feel about the way that the fiber is working out. I think it's a little thicker than I'd hoped. So I'm not, it's not exactly a lace weight. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. I think I'm going to put what I've got done on some waste yarn, block it out, and see how I feel about the final product. The Knit Picks palette that I'm using is a little bit, it's got a little bit of a halo, like it's not super smooth. And I think a smoother yarn would make a better end product, but then I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that because I'm not sure I care anymore. If I get it done for her, that is more than I think can be expected at this point with the way that she's been behaving. So that's really all I have on that note. Not to be a downer, but she's not being very nice to people on our side of the family. So she will just have to take what she gets. And, well, she's not a knitter, so I don't think she will look at the garter and go, you know, this would be better if you'd knit it in this kind of yarn. I think she'll be happy with what she gets. She's enthusiastic about the idea of getting a handmade garter, so I really think she'll be happy with the end product, no matter what. On to happier things. I finished the mustard scarf, and that is laying on the floor Blocking behind me in the craft room and that makes me super happy. That was a really fast easy knit and I am gonna dig through my stash and find some yarn to make another one I really did enjoy that one and I'm also still working on the second wham-bam That one is coming along nicely as well, and I'm super I'm really enjoying those small quick simple products that are really redundant. It's been kind of nice lately because everything had been so busy, and it's nice to have stuff that I can just bounce back and forth between that's really keeping my interest, even if one product is a little more boring than the others. So that's making me super happy. Now, the only two things I took with me on my travels when I went to Dover, it was just a single night trip, but there was definitely a lot of time in a hotel, a lot of time waiting in the airport. Like my second day, the group that I was traveling with, the first person got on their flight, at like three something we were at the airport by two forty-five, and my flight didn't leave for another five hours so i had quite a bit of waiting time during this trip to get plenty of knitting done so i took two things with me i took the gilt mittens and i took my cardigan that i cast on last week well it was like what two weeks ago so the gilt mittens here's how that's playing out my daughter has small hands she's nine but apparently they're larger than i anticipated i got the first mitten done she tried it on and she was really excited about the mitten and almost afraid to tell me that it was too tight then she told me mom it hurts my fingers so i completely switched sizes and started over with a second mitten and got that one completely done during my trip i came home got the whole thing done all the way up to the mitten cap And she tried that one on and it fits so much better. And she was so happy. Except apparently I bound off the fingers too tightly. And she's like, Mom, my finger is turning purple. So I had to fix that. Now this kid is so sweet. And she really wants these mittens so badly that she's like, Mom, just finish the second one. I'll wear them like that. It doesn't matter if it hurts my fingers. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, no. It's not even cold. It was 80 degrees today. I will finish these mittens before you need them. It will be fine. I redid the fingers and all I did, I didn't increase the size or anything. All I did for the fingers on the mitten, the first one, well actually technically the second one, was unknit them and just knit them a little bit more loosely and made sure I bound off really loosely and they fit her perfectly now. She's super happy. So I'm unknitting attempt one and using that yarn for mitten number three and I just finished the cuff on that one today and I'm getting ready to work the hand so hopefully by the end of this weekend the guilt mittens will be done and everyone will be happy and the way this whole Indian summer thing is working around here I should have plenty of time before it gets cold and she actually needs mittens to get them done so that's super cool now the cardigan the cardigan is going slowly because I'm a guilty knitter we've talked about that before I feel bad knowing that I've got a project for my sister-in-law, future sister-in-law, and a project for my daughter on the needles, and I just feel bad every time I work on that thing for me. It's super simple. I'm just doing, it's a top-down raglan, and I'm just still working on the yoke portion. So I'm still doing increases, but that's a good TV knitting project as well, because all you have to do is increase on the knit side, and then purl straight across on the back. So that's really easy. So I am getting a little bit of knitting time on it, but not making very much progress at all because I've got these other projects looming. But, you know, that's to be expected. That's kind of just the kind of crafter that I am. All right, in spinning. In spinning, I managed to finish that grapefruit mystery fiber. And surprisingly enough, it has turned out quite a bit finer than I expected. I really just wanted to knit a single with that because I didn't think it'd be much fun to ply it with the texture and the halo that it has so it's a real it's quite a fine single but it looks really really pretty there's some really bright spots of pink and some really bright yellows and it just kind of variegates between that yellow into the pink and there's some gorgeous orange in there and it just makes me happy it's really pretty i'll have to be sure to take pictures of that and post it in my ravelry so that you guys can all see that. I enjoyed spinning it. It was a really nice, relaxing break after concentrating so hard on that Cormo. And that's kind of the same place I'm at with spinning on the fleece. I am on sample number three. If you recall, I spun the first one in a single and plied it Andean. I split the second half ounce and just did a straight two-ply. And now I'm doing a straight three ply and I've divided, I've separated out three quarter ounce samples and I'm spinning it thin. So I started looking for some information and apparently fine wools like the Rambouillet like to be spun fine. And that takes a bit of concentration for me. But I finished the first single on that and it's coming along nicely. I think it's going to make me happy. We'll have to see. By the end of this weekend, I should have this whole sample spun up and I'll be able to report back to you on that next weekend. And that is really all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. It's been a very busy week interrupted by a trip out of town and a ton of stuff going on with the kids. So I don't have anything else to report on that. Now it's time for me to put my spin on it. And as i like to do during the first episode of each month, I'm going to put my spin on podcasts. This week, for you, I've got two non-knitting podcasts. They're crafty, just the same. Now this is more for the sew curious, the quilters, the seamstresses, and the sewists that we have in the audience. The first podcast is Sew Stitch Create with host Bry Lynn. Now, I thoroughly enjoy her podcast, and it is one that I've gone back and started listening from the very beginning. She is super thorough. She's primarily a quilter, and she tells you that right out front, but she's really super duper thorough and provides a lot of information, even for those of us who don't quilt. Usually each week or each episode, she will thoroughly research a topic that has to do with sewing, and she shares that information with listeners. And that has been super duper helpful. I have learned so much from her podcasts and her research that it's fantastic. I mean, she really goes in-depth in the topics that she covers. Like, for example, she spent one episode, she spent some time talking all about choosing the right needles for your machine and, and the project that you're working on. She's talked about interfacing and using the right pins for your project. And she's super thorough. And as a beginner... It's been so helpful, the information that she passes on. And I'm really happy that I found that podcast and have taken the time to listen to it. Now, the second podcast is called Quilted Cupcake with host Jean. I think I've heard a couple other podcasters talk about her, but this one is she's another quilter, but she also knits and crochets and does some other crafts, but she spends a bunch of time talking about what she's working on and lately i've heard quite a bit about her travels and her crafting adventures that she finds herself on when she's out and about she spends a great deal she's from the east coast and she spends quite a bit of time out in lancaster pennsylvania and cruising through those quilt shops and things like that and she talks a lot about the quilt shops that she finds and the fabric stores and just the adventures that she has there and she's got like an antique sewing machine and she talks about that a lot so It's a lot of fun. I like listening to her and what she's working on. So both of these podcasts have been very informative to me as a new sewer, and I find them a lot of fun. The hosts are very different, but share a lot of good information, especially for those of us who are just starting out. So if you get the chance, give those two podcasts a listen. And hopefully, by the time I edit this all together, I will have a promo from at least one of them to share with you. So if I did, here we go. Here's a promo from the Quilted Cupcake with host Jean.
1: Will you my little cupcake? Hi, this is Jean. I'd like to invite you to check out
0: my Quilted Cupcake yes. podcast on iTunes. It's a crafty show where we talk about a wide range of handmade and vintage projects, including knitting, crocheting how to reuse thrift store finds, charity crafting, sewing, quilting, and whatever else we can find to do. Look for it on iTunes, it's Quilted Cupcake Podcast, or you can check out my blog at quiltedcupcake.blogspot.com. I hope you'll give it a listen. Thanks. Alrighty, I hope that you will take the time to give one or both of those podcasts a listen. Again, that Sew, Stitch, Create with host Bry Lynn, and the Quilted Cupcake with Jean. I thoroughly enjoy them, and they're definitely worth giving a listen. This week, I am all spun up about the famed Girl Scout cookie. Now, Girl Scout cookies in my life are both positive and negative. One, I have a million boxes of Girl Scout cookies at my house right now. Because both of my daughters are Girl Scouts, And both of my daughters are pretty successful sellers. We picked them all up this week, and we still have to deliver them. So that's kind of a pain. Like, my whole entire pantry floor is just covered in boxes and cases of Girl Scout cookies. Which, which totally sucks. But slowly but surely, we'll get them all delivered, and they'll be out of my house. And that makes me happy. Now, it's positive, because man, those cookies are so darn good. I only bought eight boxes this year which is a very small number for me. I usually buy one of every type of cookie from each girl, but this year I limited myself to just our four favorites. So now there are eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies that I can consume in my house. And of course, the yummy delicious cookies can be found everywhere else, like my mother-in-law's house. People at work have them. Oh, they're so delicious. Samoas used to be my favorite type, but they aren't anymore. Now, my favorite kind is the dosi dough or peanut butter patty, or it's the peanut butter sandwich one. Those are so delicious when you dunk them in milk. It makes me happy. Ooh, and when you dunk them in whole milk, that is awesome. That makes me super happy. Again, on the downturn, with negativity, there's a lot of calories in Girl Scout cookies. And there's even more in eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies. So I have to pace myself and make sure I don't sit down and eat like an entire sleeve of Thin Mints in one sitting because that could be totally bad for my fitness. But they're delicious and they definitely have me all spun up. Yes, it's true. I do have mixed feelings, but I guess I'll just have to revel in their yummy deliciousness for probably another week while we still have a supply in the house. And that's what's got me all spun up this week. Yum. Girl Scout cookies. Well, it looks like it is that time again. It's time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I've really enjoyed recording, and I hope that you enjoy listening. Sorry that I had to miss that week last week, but sometimes work takes us away. In closing, I want to remind everybody that we got a November donation incentive sponsor, and that is the shop Spindies over on Etsy. And she is contributing a fiber artist paint box that will be given away during a donor drawing to enter that drawing everyone who donates will receive one entry for each dollar they donate to the podcast and at the end of the month we will draw a number and give out that prize don't forget everyone who donates will receive a copy of the perfect little fat Quarter Bag pattern and my sincere thanks thanks again guys for listening and as always you can check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com you can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits@gmail.com, at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl, or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon.
1: Another 737 rumbles overhead And they're always close enough to shake the walls And I already know you haven't heard a word I've said over the din of breaking picture frames and China down the hall. And even though it's been like this for years, you never tire of sweeping up the things that keep you here. But it's over your head, so get over yourself. A thousand souls go flying once again. Still you wouldn't want to be like them You are the richest convict I have ever known And you're serving out your term in golden cups I won't pretend that it's not easier alone When it's all there for the taking And what you have is good enough Your world is only five square miles Summer always seems to last twice as long as now. But it's over your head, so get over yourself when everything familiar's gone away. Still, I can't imagine why you would stay. As I go to take my seat And through the window I can see the wing And I can spy your rooftop as the landing gear retreats And I wonder if my leaving here is breaking anything And the unrepentant sun beats down On old abandoned swimming pools and the tracks outside of town Your head, I got over myself. It was something you could never understand. And I'll be sure to call you when I land. Yes, I'll be sure to call you when I land.